Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, I'm your keeper, and we're joined tonight by our great players. I couldn't do this without them. Uh, We have Joel playing Sid. We have uh, Melinda playing Faye Dawson. We also have Lauren playing Catherine Ross, our nurse. Aveline Hammond is with Catherine at the hospital. Uh, that is played by Kayla. And Professor John Schooley is played by Scott. Uh, we find our heroes at the moment split up, but at least paired up, which is really important in Cthulhu. Two of our investigators are with a contingent of communists working on a plot to infiltrate the Reichstag by creating a massive diversion uh, a few blocks away and uh, possibly giving them the opportunity to take the first item of power that they have on their list in order to thwart, grab, do the ritual, whatever it is, or put a stop to it. That's going to keep becoming more evident as the items are collected. And our other two investigators, our ladies, Catherine and Aveline, are sitting in the hospital monitoring uh, Faye as best they can from the waiting room, trying to decide what they're going to do when the boys are get back to them with moving Faye to a safer location since currently she's being guarded by two Metropolitan Police. And that's where we're going to pick it up. So ladies, you had a plan, so let's go ahead and walk through that real quick. Aveline, would you like to explain the plan? The, the guys aren't here, so let's devise this plan. So I'm imagining we be at our original spots, still speaking full English, listening for the nurse that can speak English so that she doesn't overhear. And yeah, the you're nowhere near her. So. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. So which room do you think you can slip into to cause the medical emergency? And can you get out safely and quickly enough before the nurses notice that something is wrong with one of the patients? I mean, what are you looking for me to cause? Because I don't want to hurt anyone. It needs but... to be a large enough medical disturbance in order to attract doctors, the on-call, nurses. I don't want you to kill anyone, but if there's a way that you can make it seem like one's dying, that that would work. I mean, I could create a problem and get some... I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not entirely comfortable doing it, but I will. I can try and get into a room down the hall so the nurses can easily see me, but they have far enough to run where someone else could sneak in the other way into Faye's room. That's the, that's the nurse's part. That's your gig. My yeah. gig will be getting John to act in a couple's dispute. I will look to the officers and keep pointing and gestating in English. They can't speak it. So they're going to get concerned, especially if John grabs me or I grab at him. They're going to want to stop the disturbance because it's right in front of them. And it's going to disturb the other hospital patients. So that'll get the guards out of the way. And then Sid... And possibly you, if you can find a way to get back over there, have got to get Faye out of that room. She's not and... big, and she's completely in. Like, she's. If he picks her up when she's out, she'll just be limp. 
Do as long as he's pain or anything. As long as he's careful, she shouldn't. Do you think she's on enough drugs right now until the moment that we pick her up that she'll be out? Yes. Okay. And it if she's not, she just has to be quiet enough until I can get to her and I can give her something else. Okay. Uh, Keeper, what have I noticed about the hospital layout of, like, the exit doors and where I can draw the attention so that Sid could, like, sneak away with a body? Well, elevators are mid-level there is, you know, service elevators in order. The hospital is only four floors. It's not super tall. If you're going to carry Faye, just do the general idea that at every, at the corners, you know, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, there's a staircase. It, your closest one will be the southwest. It's less than 40 feet with a dash, and you could be going down the stairs. So we don't go through the plan having to explain to the gentlemen when they come back. We'll say that for the next whatever time it is until you get the phone call from the hospital. You're both wandering, making notes, watching, hoping that the nurse shift doesn't come on to the day shift, wondering when something else might occur at the hospital. You know, your nerves are getting frayed. You're also getting very tired. So I want to mm -hmm. make – why don't both of you make me a con roll? And this one's going to be at just a minus five uh, for your fatigue. But it's every half hour, every, you know, it's going to start building where you're getting tired. I can't 66. Okay. It's a 66. You're, it's so within okay, the levels. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Catherine, you're used to being up. You've had days where you didn't yeah. sleep for 48 hours. But, Aveline, you're, you know, you're, while you do a lot of things well, Rest is something that your body is going to eventually crave. So we just we'll just keep an eye on that. Okay, so back over to Natasha, Sid, and Professor John with Eric Yarvist. Is there anything else you need to know about the plan? Um, again, we've kind of talked off air about how the shot will go off at two thirty, almost through the bulk of his speech. The rally will start around two. They're giving you know. But make the shot at 2.30. He will definitely be speaking by then. Natasha claims that she can guarantee the vest will be on unless you don't want her on the podium. But she would be expected to be close by at that point. So if he's going to be speaking at 2.30, we should be in place in the building by 1.30 or 1.15, something he like that? He tells you that he's going to have credentials literally waiting for them delivered to the hotel tonight, Thursday evening, so that they right. can walk in when they feel they need to be, if they don't want to be there super early to draw it, whatever. But they're going to have official credentials that they can clip to their jackets that allows them access to the to the Reichstag. They're not going to be stopped. No, what about, what about me getting into the other building? Uh, you can arrive as early as you want. The hotel is already registered. People will start gathering probably around 10 or 11 a.m., uh, but the bulk of the people won't show up until the final hour, till about 1. So you can make now, your way to the hotel. Is there any kind of a silencer for this weapon? No. Yeah, I understand silencers at this time are super, basic at best. Yeah. Super rudimentary. What about getting out of the hotel? Because that somebody hearing a gunshot in the hotel, if it's a, a Mauser rifle, it's going to be rather loud. Yeah, a high velocity rifle. Yep, um, you're going to make your way across the floor that your the the room is rented on. You're going to go out of a fire escape up toward. There's one level above. You know the roof in case anybody's there has an access. 
you're going to go up there and you're going to make your way on to another building through by some scaffolding that's already been set up down into the alleyway through another fire escape to the car and that's where you'll meet it which is going to be literally almost two streets away the crowd won't be that big when you go to scope out this location tomorrow during the day when you have sunlight you'll see that you're not going to have a a a messed up shot it's going to be very easy to hit him from where it is and your aggress should be fairly safe away from the crowd what color is the car going to be what 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 make and model what car oh the one that's picking you up Oh, the I'm one sorry. that's picking me up. Yeah, it um, they give you it's a red um, car of that that time. Mercedes, it could be a Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I you know I my my uh I would be kind of grilling them about the details and how we're getting out of the Reichstag, these secret tunnels where they're mm-hmm. exiting to, um, you know who exactly is leading us there. So there won't be anyone leading you earlier in the day. I will take you to where the entrance is. It goes down several flights through a service access way, and then it leads down. I will have a spare key already ready for you. You literally unlock the door, and it is a tunnel that had been designed to get members of parliament out should there ever be an attack or a terrorism action. Uh, It was dug about six, seven years ago, and it leads right in the same direction as the Tempelhof, it'll deposit you about 600 yards away. That's not, you're not gonna be able to take off immediately, obviously with everybody in different locations, but you can make your way to safety. And then that night we'll get you out of town if we need to, and get you to where you can take a plane. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Even with credentials, you know, any sort of deeper scrutiny, it seems around the Reichstag can blow our cover. Neither of us are German. What about spiriting us in through this tunnel? Maybe with credentials, so when we're moving around the Reichstag, you know, we, nobody's going to give us a hard look that way. But what if we made our way into the Reichstag that way? I was going to give you credentials that showed that you were foreign attaches. So your language barrier would not be an issue. Okay. So you feel like that's. Okay, so we should. Be I able don't to foresee problems. any problems. I mean, okay. uh, there was a crazy woman a few days ago who walked into a minister's office claiming she was looking for the water closet. But besides that, I mean, I, we haven't had a real. <laughs> uh, there's no accounting for some people. Yeah, I mean, how do you make that mistake? It doesn't say frows. It doesn't say I don't. She's screaming. I'm looking for a water fountain, a water closet. I don't know. She's probably American. Ugh. Probably. Natasha. New Yorker, I bet. And Catherine Ross is trying to type the middle finger. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Not sure how we're going to have that come across. So, so, uh, I don't... (laughs) Um, Natasha speaking, not Faye. Please fix Faye up. (laughs) Please fix Faye. So it's now closing in on... So we're confident in the details they're giving us. You... You feel very confident. At there's the only I'm gonna ask each one of you since there's nothing called current events. Let's do idea rolls because that's really the only thing I think that's gonna set. What's an idea roll? So intelligence under your intelligence on your character sheet, there's the word idea. So when you're looking to come up with something that doesn't fit into a skill, 
your intelligence can kind of guide the keeper no. on how much you may or may not know what like a trigger from a word or um oh i have an idea to put that hit the guy with the fire extinguisher uh okay so we use those when the game kind of leads you into a place where a skill doesn't make a lot of sense straight intelligence yep all right Sid. that is a critical success yeah i see that it's not nice okay. all right sid it. here we go you are aware that in the communist party due to your readings of the papers in in britain and the excellent reporting that they have done through the years you are aware that there are multiple factions to the red communist party currently in berlin and around the world there are two powerful leaders vying for control over the direction communism around the world will take right stalin and trotsky you also are aware that even though communism is communism and everybody should be one for all and all for one and will let those guys figure it out that these two sides are not always amicable. So okay. that being said, you just itches at the back of your head that you want to be certain everybody's on the same page. Okay. So I, I, I take a pause mm -hmm. after and I say, I'm going to try to be as intellectual about this as I can. My own, uh, accent notwithstanding i know that there are two factions within your organization that are currently striving for dominance and i want to make sure that this is not a ploy to get rid of one of those people in order to make sure one of those factions disappears and i don't mean that disrespectfully every government every country has its own squabbles and I don't want to get involved in the middle of yours, but I think it needs to be said. And I think we need to be dead clear that what we're talking about today is what really is going down. Yarvis says, yes, he was, but he was still trying to collect power. Uh, John, he was in exile, but not out of the picture entirely. So John asked a good question, everybody, for those at home real quick. Um, John asked me uh, on a private message, Trotsky should have been out of the picture by 31. That is correct. He would already been exiled. But those loyal to Trotsky were still very adamant about him get, regaining control of the party. And if he could solidify Germany as a base of operations, he would have a stepping stone to kind of try to regain Moscow at some point. So there weren't was... The Trotskyites, weren't they killed? What's that? Weren't the Trotskyites... Um, well, eventually, yes, they were purged, but they that was fled. In the they, yeah, yeah, they that was much Trotsky later. Was Mexico. It was Mexico or South America where he was exiled to. Yeah, he was assassinated. Like, but his ideology he, was still very much alive in in a large part. I mean, a good that's portion a nice of point. it. Yeah, that's a very nice point. Right. Yeah. So you go ahead and you make this conversation, Sid, and you're looking at Eric Yarvis, and he says. I don't know what you speak. There is only one leader of the Communist Party in Russia, and that is Joseph Stalin. 
and I look directly at Natasha and I say, and that is how you feel as well. You are loyal to Stalin. I'm loyal to Stalin. And they seem steadfast in their uh, responses to Sid. You want to make a roll? I would love to make a roll. Please roll. That's successful. Hard success, regular success. It's a regular success. Okay. Yarvist looks perfectly calm. Stalin is Stalin, not a problem. You, you're kind of leaning that Natasha may not be thrilled about it, but you're not getting anything like you know, I'm a Trotskyite down with Stalin. It's it's a hard read. Let's just put it this way: you you don't feel as warm and fuzzy by her. Not it doesn't mean she isn't, but she's a hard. Let me show you. Oh, I don't. But she's not warm and fuzzy to begin with, correct? Yeah. No, she's a hard ass. Yeah, she's a. She's her appearance is a forty-five. She's very dour. Yeah. If it gives you pause, that's not a problem. It it should give you a moment's pause. You're thinking, wait a minute, this could be a political thing. But Yarvis seems to believe her, and you believe him. Him, he's Stalin. Stalin, absolutely. No worries. And your your uh, your minister, your party leader, this gentleman we're shooting at. Oh, Stalin. He is as loyal to Stalin as well, right? Yeah. All right. So unless there's anything else, they're going to load you back into the truck. They're going to put the hoods over your head. Natasha. Well, I want to. Go ahead. I'm going to want a number to reach him at directly. The ministry. You can reach him anytime tomorrow after 10 a.m. because he's going to go home to sleep. All right. Then before, if I can't reach him before then, I, I ask if I can speak to him on the side uh, on a, a personal matter unrelated to this. Okay. We have a companion who is in a hospital in a bad way, had an unfortunate accident. And I believe the people that might have caused the unfortunate accident and dumped her at the hospital might mean to cause her a further injury, let's say take her life. She needs to be moved safely. Given your connections and our connections, is there a way that that can be done very quickly before tomorrow to ensure that no harm comes to her? She needs medical care. I give him a hospital. I tell him that she has been marked, and I write down the symbol that she related, and I give him the name of uh, Herr Mueller, Obersturmenführer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I said, and and based, based off of this information and the fact that she has been branded, I fear that if she's not moved to a safe location and allowed to heal, that she will be eliminated rather quickly and we won't be able to do anything about it. We just want her to heal. We just want want her to heal and be able to get her out of the country as soon as she's well enough. Marked with this symbol? She was on her wrist, on on the inside of her wrist. It was branded on her. And dumped? Left? Yes, she's she's pretty bad, very in a very rough way. She was in surgery. She was. It looked like she was bitten. She was slashed. She was brutalized very badly, and she's very badly shaken up. I don't know. It, it does not look like standard Nazi uh, stuff. It, it it looks like something worse, and that symbol doesn't look like standard Nazi. The only reason I could think that they would. And you say she was she was deposited at the hospital. 
that's what we think. We're not sure. She was at the hospital, but nobody knows how she got there. So whether she went there herself, somebody dumped her there, I'm not sure. But it's only going to be a very short matter of time before somebody recognizes that symbol who is a matter of who is a member of that fraternal order or secret association and will want to do her further harm. And from I will pull what we could get out of her. Uh, I um, I am very scared for her life. So if you want to, if you know, we will do what you need us to do. I will make the shot, and I will do what needs to be done tomorrow. But as a fellow Mason and as a brother, I need you to help me okay. get her to safety. So you don't know that there's two police outside her door, right? Correct. No, I don't know any of that. Correct. So you're just asking him as the assistant or junior minister of the of the of justice you're asking right. him to get her out of the hospital because i'm worried that that hospital is right that it's going to be a dangerous place for her where do you expect him to move her is there a, is there a place is there a safe place where she can go a sort of a facility that uh that the masons have no. organized no the masons well i don't think the masons are into such clandestine things that they would have their own medical unit the reason the cobalt club does is because some of their members get a little bit more involved in operational type situations you could take the hotel you could take it to the hotel you he opens up the desk drawer and inside you hadn't noticed because the way the wire is run is a old field telephone and He dial he sets it up and it, it, it connects to what's already out there, uh, the lines. And he makes a phone call, gets connected. You tell him what floor she's on. You t- and he speaks to someone and he's going through a long conversation. Natasha and John come back in at this point because they, they see that this is taking a lot longer than anticipated. Ladies, at the hospital, you see the nurse come over and one of the guards head to the to the desk okay mm-hmm. the nurse hands the guard the phone and joel on you're in john's end so on on uh sid and professor schoolie's end you're hearing a conversation that john you're picking up intermittent words i don't care she's arrange it immediately no not a suspect just smattering of words to the point where he's like now it goes to the to I'll have your badge. You're done. Don't argue with me. Boom, boom, boom. And he slams the phone. He says, they're going to arrange to take her to the Hotel Aldon. I suggest you get back there as soon as possible. I would think she'd be there within the hour. And I've dismissed the two guards. You didn't tell me there were guards there. You didn't tell me the police had been notified that she may have been an, an, the actual assailant in a crime. How could you leave what? that out? Assailant in what crime? That the doctor claims that these wounds may have been done to her in a defensive action, that she was actually involved, that he's heard her so mumbling things about you perpetrating a crime. There is no defensive action. She was pummeled to within an inch of her life. Yeah, no, we're not aware. There were no guards there when we were there. Well, there's two Metropolitan and, Police officers standing there, and I just had and, to rebuke them. I don't know anything about that. I don't know that happened. That must have happened after we left there and came back to the hotel to get your message. It's done. Just Mueller is a beast. 
if you are involved in any way with Colonel Mueller and he is aware of your identity, Sid, you cannot take that shot. You are going to be under observation. They are going to be f- looking for you already if he knows who you are. The fact that he doesn't branded, know me, he but the fact that doesn't she's know me means that he was looking to see if she was going to resurface. Whatever happened to her, it Mueller doesn't give people second chances. She he made that mark so that if God willing she turned up anywhere and one of their people saw it, he would be notified. They don't do this lightly. This is no one comes back from where Mueller takes them. You must go now. Get you your friend, I, and then call me tomorrow if you believe things have calmed down. But I'm going to have to have people try to find out what's going on with Mueller because there's no reason he can be. He cannot be involved. He is a dangerous man. Yes, I believe he is. Well, thank you. Thank you for getting us safe. I will call you in the morning and let you know where we're at, and uh, we'll button things down for tomorrow. Just, just please go, Natasha. Go, get them out of here. He goes okay. out and starts screaming for everyone to shut the presses down, take the flyers and go. He's pulled the phone out of the desk. He's wrapped it up. He's putting it into a bag. Everybody is like, it looks like they're in a situation of like, you know, we're burned. Gotta move. And they're all taken off and moving as fast as possible. Natasha is yelling in Russian. She's concerned. She's not sure why Yarvist is this panicked. She's not aware. I mean, she's heard the name Mueller maybe around town, but nothing like the Minister of Justice would know. And everybody's just hither and thither. They're pulling the signs down. They're d- dismantling the presses with sledgehammers. They're not even going to... All the t- the type text stuff's going everywhere. Um, they're trying to leave no trace of, that, of what the flyers may have been they were pr- producing. And you're escorted quickly back to the truck. You're bagged driven back and you're led off about three blocks from the hotel aldon not a word no no we'll be in touch nothing so sit sit between being escorted now we have had no chance to talk only if you're able to talk between with people around you it was a rapid rapid you know removal from the area okay so we're let out from the hotel yeah uh they'll yes they they would drop you off now, at so we the can hospital, talk on our way back to the hotel, yeah. I'm guessing. So at Before the hospital, can... yeah, girls, you see the police officers start to leave. The doctor comes running down the hall and starts yelling at them. And in t- typical police fashion, it's like, listen, you know, you called us. You made this out to be. We just spoke to the minute. You know, no. Well, very well, doctor. Do what you have to do. Goodbye. The nurse is already ordering the ambulance. She's already like, we're getting her out of here. The doctor runs up to the d- the desk, s- starts yelling at the nurse. Aveline, you see him try to grab the phone out of her hand, and she screams. The two guards come, cops come running back up the hall, grab the doctor because he's acting like a wild man, and he starts screaming, and you pick up one word. Mueller! Mueller! And he's saying something about Mueller. And the police officers are not, they don't care. Maybe they don't know Mueller. Maybe he's too, like, secretive for them. But he's screaming that Mueller is coming. You have to stay here. She can't leave. 
<laughs> She's got a friggin' late now. <laughs> right. So, ladies, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to get into the room? Orderlies are already coming down with gurney, a gurney in a few minutes. They're going to be there. They're Looks like they're trying, like the nurse is screaming for the doctor to be taken away. This is, she's, he's disrupting patients. You see lights outside of rooms lighting up because people are waking up and hitting their button. What the hell's going on? It's, Wait, it's so a cluster. Wait, we can't do the plan? The plan doesn't need to happen now. The plan, Kayla, unfortunately didn't need to happen because somebody made a phone call that told the Metropolitan Police Faye was to be moved and this doctor as much as he ranks in a hospital, he doesn't outrank the police. And they're 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 restraining him at this point. But he's acting like a crazy person. You can sense, you know what fear looks like. It looks like this. He was told she cannot leave. Making direct eye contact with the doctor as he's driven away, I walk back into her room. I want to get him even more mad so they continue dragging him away. Okay, so yeah, he's, they're trying their best not to manhandle a doctor. Yeah. And when he sees you, Catherine, um, just give me a, a roll. Let me see the number. I'm going to do this against his psychology. Okay, give me one moment. 34. Okay, so he's, nine, 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 Fraulein, nine, nine. He's yelling, you can't go in there. Don't do that. The nurse is trying to calm him down. Finally, the police have had enough. The older one pulls his truncheon, grabs the guy by the front of his shirt, and pulls back in the last... It's the universal symbol of, I'm going to put you out. Stop. The doctor tries to compose himself, and in a fit of rage, they let it, you know, he pulls their hands off, says something, and runs for the staircase. And they're like, let him go. Let him go. If Whatever he's got under his collar, let him just cool off. But you, Aveline, you're convinced he's going to find another way to reach out to someone and let them know Faye's being moved. Uh, I go after him. Okay, now you're going to have to pass the police and run down the stairs after him. He went away from them to the southwest staircase. So you're going to have to bolt running past the police who have, you know, you gave coffee to, but they're probably going to be a little, you know, suspicious as to why you're running chasing a doctor. Okay. I mean, you can take another staircase and hope to meet him in the, um, you know, two floors down. I don't know this hospital well enough to understand the layout or where he's going. Well, if he's heading for the lobby... If he's going downstairs and trying Doesn't to Doesn't every get... nurse's station on every floor have a phone? Every nurse's station on every floor has a phone. So if he just goes one floor down and tries to call somebody, then he's going to alert people. Or if he's trying to get outside of the building, he would head for the lobby. Make the call. You only have to worry about one level. He's either on floor one or he's running for the lobby. I'll, gi- I'll even do this for you. I've written it down. Oh, God. 50-50. Why I don't do... <laughs> to me... At home, I don't like making you're not decisions. Catherine, no. Okay. You're in the room. Aveline's in the hallway. Come on, Mirage. Which one is it? One level down and you jump out? Or do you go all the way down to the lobby? I'm trying to think like you. I'm really trying to think like you here. Think oh, like the God. doctor. <laughs> 
but he, the doctor is you. You are everybody, and you are no one. Wow. Uh, I wish we could. I that wish we could like, say something. That sounds like the reflection. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am just think I about. Everywhere. Just think about if you're if you're. What is your intent? Uh uh-uh. uh I don't. I don't know what his intent is though. Like That's I kind of right. missed that part. M- make the roll. I'm not making a roll. Or what? Make the call. Make a biscuit. I don't know. Uh, in her mind, she'd she'd immediately go to him. Like run for him. Okay. Like your your common sense is telling you chasing somebody the police just rebuked into the same stairwell past them is probably not the smartest idea so you're gonna grab another staircase do you want to exit on floor one or go to the main the lobby floor where the exit of the hotel is which one lobby and i wrote lobby lobby. So, the good news is... Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> Catherine Run! Ross, you are a medical professional. Kill him. Kill oh him. God. Kill him, kill, kill him. Kill him! <laughs> so, my God. you go running down. The You took the northwest exit, a staircase, which puts you closer to the front of the building. So as you come busting through the door and you look down the hall, the doctor is further from the entrance than you are. He's coming all the way up the hallway and he's moving with pace, but he sees you and stops. What do you want to do? Me? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, oh, shit. Like, you're there. Um, how, how far away am I again? I'm sorry. 65 feet down a hallway. The door, the exit to the hospital is about 30 feet away, and he's 35 or 40 feet further in than that. So you've got a dash. You're going to get there as quickly, if not quicker, than him. You're a little bit closer to the entrance. I immediately go for the exit. Like, I I block the exit, but I make it look like I'm – can I make it look like I'm feigning to charge at him, but then I go to the exit or something? So you're going to run down, and you're just going to jump into the – the exit is like four doors wide. It's four yeah. glass doors. Okay. So you just I get just, there. Just... There's the front desk. You just get there first, and he's still like, he's starting to inch his way backwards. Like, um. Easy, friend. Where do you think you're going? And he turns, and he starts to run. I go after him. Okay. So this is the way this is going to work. What's your <laughs> initiative? Uh, my mo- Wait, what's my mo- Dog pile on the mula boy. My dex is a 30. No, not 30, 60, sorry. Okay. I'm a 60 60. So you got to the edge, you see him start to backpedal, and you just go, because you're faster than him. And you cover half that distance in no time before he's able to make the move, and he starts to run. If you keep at a full run, you will overtake him next turn. Okay. Go ahead and make a, are you trying to knock him down? Are you trying to tackle and incapacitate him? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to tackle. I'm trying to tackle so that I can hold him and like go, no, okay. no, 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 not, not today. That's sweetie. an Apoll's strength roll. So we're both going to roll. I am a roll. 65 in strength. Okay. We're both going to roll. And then whoever okay. gets the, a better result against their number. So I'm rolling. What did you roll? Yes. 28. It's a hard success. <laughs> okay. 
Nine! Nine! And he hits the ground, just screaming like a, like a child as you tackle him onto the hard tile. He cracks his head. He's just struggling. Nurses are screaming. They're like, what are you doing? You know, they recognize him. They don't know you. You've got him. You've already put him into the sleeper. You're rocking back. You roll the wrist. He's kind of lolling already. All It's all hell's breaking loose on the floor. Two orderlies are grabbing at your shirt, trying to get you off of him. We'll go upstairs. Catherine, a gurney has arrived, and orderlies are starting to, they're looking at you, and they're like, excuse us. And they're starting to mobilize phase IV. They're putting it into, you know, a stand that hangs off the edge of the gurney so it can be mobile. And they're about to lift her and put her on. Are you going to do anything to stop them or help them? I have no idea what's happening. Right. All I you know is know the police walked away. Yeah. So I asked the orderlies, where are you taking her? What? Nothing but what German. Is Give me a German roll. Oh, noodle. Uh, not everybody speaks both languages. I'm sorry. No, yeah. If I'll scream for the nurse that speaks English. Hold on. Oh, God. Like, this woman hasn't been through enough. Seven! Which is a success! Which is a success! <laughs> My German's only a 14! <laughs> and that's a hard success. So All of a sudden, in... she remembers she has a German ancestor in 1834. Right. Yep. So, in your... <laughs> best german you asked them where they're taking them he said the nurse has instructed us to take her down to the ambulance to the krakenwagen and she <laughs> the driver the because you're in a kraken house right now uh the driver has instructions to take her to another location i, I don't have the address but she's been using my 75 appearance okay. thank you he tells you. No, he goes like this. I really don't know where they're taking her. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that's disgusting. That's nasty. No, I, I was going to ask him another question. I'm not in his way. No. But no, because like our things are in there as well. So I'm gathering up our belongings, yeah. like a coat, like a little purse. Like, yeah. oh my God. So like, can you translate for, can you translate for me to the driver or ask him for me? No, you're speaking German to him. He can't translate shit. No, what, what I'm saying is, oh, crud, you're right. That makes no that, that makes no sense. That was a fallacy. What? No. Right. Uh, okay, scratch that. The nurse has the address. Okay, I'll, I'll just get the address from the nurse. Okay. So that was, you, you find out I was expecting taking... for like a translation thing. That just did not work. No, they're taking Oopsie. Her... They're currently taking her to the Hotel Aldon. You recognize the address. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's our hotel. Right. I don't make it like, oh, my God, that's great. But right. I'm like, cool. Seems reasonable. Right. So okay. you're going to just allow that to happen, right? I want to be in the ambulance. Right. Okay. They're mobilizing her, getting her ready. They're starting to bring her down towards one of the elevators. The nurse is frantic because the two policemen have now left because there's a disrupt, you know, some sort of a thing going on in the lobby. They're not sure what's going on. It's been a very bizarre night. They were told they had to be here. Then they were told piss off. They're kind of just flub, you know, flummoxed and just, I don't know what's going on. Back over to John and Sid. So you're let out. Um, this is the first time you've had any privacy since the end of the meeting. So, so, um, this is all running concurrently within 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. call was made. So that, that ambulance, you know, 
by the call being made, our expectation by arriving here now is that ambulance is on its way to the hotel. Absolutely. Yep. So as we get out of the truck and, you know, we have a, a bit of privacy, you know, I, I, I say to Sid, I'm like, Sid, Mueller's going to find us, find us here. He hasn't connected us to Faye, but if he's watching that hospital and there's a big commotion there and they're leading her out in an ambulance or whatever, that's like a big red flag. Being, well, you know, well, I know that, but I, I don't, he didn't have facilities to, uh, to move her to somewhere from our group. So what I was hoping we could do is we get her back to the hotel and maybe as soon as we get back to the hotel, you can make a call and we can do like a quick transfer from here. Well, let's, well, I say we were, we're hot footing into the hotel as we're saying. Yes. So right. get to the hotel. I run right up to the, I run right up to the desk and say, you know, are, are there any messages for room? Blah, 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 blah. If he's and... going to the desk, I'm going right to the phone booth. Okay. So Sydney Sid, no for you. Yes. For John. <laughs> So, John, you okay. go over to the phone, and yep. you make the call. It's like, ah! <laughs> no! John! <laughs> so, Werner, uh, it was Werner, right? Yeah, Werner. Give me his name that I spoke to. Um, I didn't, I'm sorry. Yeah, Werner Stein. So, he's the, the one that's there this evening. He, w- he says that, yes, he was able to get a hold of Rildorf. And your companion is more than welcome at the, you know, to stay at the club while she convalesces. We are going to be arriving there in short order. Okay. Um, things, things have gotten a little bit heated this evening. If you could send a car immediately to the Hotel Aldon. He disconnects the call if that's all you were going to give him. Aveline, you've, your arm's back. You know, you you had the sleeper hold. Your arm gets pulled back. The orderlies lift you up. They're screaming yeah. at you. Um, hey, I have brawl. Can I like oh. get? Can I not? Can I not get off the, have them like touch me? Like I'm in the middle of okay, a wrestling. So you're gonna to get let the right doctor now. hit the ground, and you're about to lay down some serious action on this orderly. So go ahead. No, I'm saying I have brawl. Like, don't isn't my strength and my like brawl high enough for me to like say not today, buddy? I, do, I don't see you as Captain America, where if someone grabs your arm, they go launching forward with you. But, you know, like in the momentum of your throwing No, I'm just saying I'm holding him. They can't get me off that easy. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, what's your size? Uh, I'm a 40. So they're lifting you fairly easily. You, that doesn't Damn. mean you've let go of your death clutch on the doctor. It just means that... And, if you go to brawl, you're going to be able to use your skill at fighting to get them off of you. But right now, if you're if you're in a position where you're about to beat the hell out of somebody with a 40 body size, orderlies that are, you know, 60s, 65s are going to yank you off pretty quickly. Okay. So do you want to fight the orderly? How many witnesses are there going to be? It depends on how badly you beat him how quickly. He's not looking to get knocked the hell out, so he just wants you to not punch the doctor. So if you lay a couple of shots okay, on Okay, I got an idea. I got an idea. You mean I got pull idea. a gun? No, oh, I'm, I'm not going to pull a gun. Okay. I have to use my performance for this, though. Hold on. Okay. I let them take me off, but I'm struggling like mm-hmm. a flailing woman, and I keep screaming... In English, because I can't speak German, but, like, 
that man stole from me. I keep pointing at him, just screaming at them, like pushing them around. Like, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to understand English, but that man stole from me. Okay. Give me an idea roll. Guess that idea wasn't good. Good. Uh, okay. It's, I love the idea. I'm going to see if you would think a little differently in your character's headspace. Okay. I got a 31 out of seven, under 75. Okay. So you don't scream that a well-off doctor stole from you. What you scream is, he touched me. Oh. (laughs) I wasn't... Okay, there we go. Good. I was trying to keep this PG for the children. The son of a bitch (laughs) came up behind me and he touched me. And now several nurses who do understand a little English are... Yelling at the orderlies to let you go. This is all, something's got, that's not right. There's a mistake. They put you down and the one pushes you back as he goes to help the doctor off the floor. You see a moment, an opportunity where you could bolt for the door. I could bolt for the door? You could head, you could run for the door. Okay, three seconds. Okay, I I, I run for the door. Okay, I'm just, because the opportunity is fading. Like, okay, I go. You know, the director pulled the camera over, close, tight shot of the face, and you went, hmm. I'm sorry, I was reading the chat. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Sid Sid just held up a big sign. It yeah, is I did. I ran. I ran. I ran. <laughs> so, I ran so, so listeners, far Sid just held up a big sign in his camera that said "run." So I think we got the general gist that it's a good time to run. So, Aveline, you go bolting through the doors. You give your best, you know, Blade Runner, <laughs> the original one where the girls try not to die through the glass. You just, I mean, you don't break oh, glass, yeah. but you, poof, you blow through the doors. Um. You turn and you go running down the street and the side entrance uh, of the hospital where all the parking for the emergency room is, you hear Catherine yell, Aveline! And you look and Catherine is about to get closed into the ambulance. You book off down the, da- down the, the alley, uh, you know, where the cars enter. You leap in. There's Faye. There's Catherine. The door slams shut and the ambulance takes off. So you're going to be okay. You're heading back to the Hotel Aldon with Faye inside the, the, the uh, ambulance. Gentlemen, you're there. Um, so we're waiting for the ambulance. Yep. We're waiting for the car from the club. Correct. So, Sid, when the car gets here, you know, with as little turnover as possible, we need to put Faye right into the car with Catherine with me and we're off if so if there's anybody watching anything they don't have a chance to to get anything the club's sending a club driver he'll be able to lose anybody through the city before we get to the club yep absolutely mate i'm with you 100 percent. you okay. and abilene can pack up our room get all of our stuff and get the hell out of here yeah abilene guys... knows how everybody likes to pack already so, so... <laughs> i got you them. i got Great. you both Hey, no, don't, does, don't, does, you, does don't you flip me know, off, Faye. Does, does Aveline know how to get where we're going? Well, w- what I'm thinking is you guys just get to another hotel somewhere, you know, a little bit, you know, off the beaten path. And then um, I, I write down the number and I give the number uh, to the club to sit. Okay. 
and I say, uh, when you call, uh, just whoever answers, say that you're calling, you know, for me. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan. The two of you make your way into, into the lobby. You're kind of standing there looking for cars and, uh, you know, an, an ambulance to come pulling up. Um, you're, you're, can we, can we watch and see if there looks yep. like there's any cars, yep. anybody, you know, hiding around corners? Yeah, go ahead and give me a spot hidden. We're under observation. Oh, Jesus God. that is a critical success. Heaven, how do I? Okay, as a keeper, it's Great always stuff. good when. So, so at the beginning of this campaign, folks, we had discussed um, what's called an Eye of Aramon, and that allows the players to use that in important situations to get successes. They don't need it. They keep rolling critical successes. Well, we will. We will eventually need it. Yeah. Okay. This campaign is months long. What's that? This campaign is going to be months long. We need those. I I, I know. I feel. Remember the first few nights when we were just in a hell of yeah. (laughs) The only person rolling good in the beginning was Schooly. Exactly. John, everything the there's nothing out there um, that looks suspicious to you. Um, You are. Everything appears to be on the level. However, your car gets there first, and it's idling. And within a five- or six-minute period, you see the ambulance pull up. Now, they're nose-to-tail, nose-to-tail. So the door opens. Catherine's, like, waving. Uh, so, she thinks you're bringing her in. I, I, you know, I'm there when the door's open. Okay. And I'm like, Catherine, there's no time to explain you, we, you and I need to help Faye into this car, and the three of us are driving. Where are we going? Somewhere I, safe. Is it close by? I'm. I don't want her transported any more than necessary. This was somewhere safe, somewhere where she's going to be able to get the care she needs, and you'll be right there by her side. We'll be all right, Abby. We... You and I are going to pack up the rooms. Okay. Okay. We're going to head out of here. Military fold my socks, love. Okay, let's get her in the car. I, I help uh, you, with Catherine, the, the two of us, as, as gingerly and carefully as possible to to move Faye into the into the car. I'm sure it's got a large, you know, it's a club car, so it's got a large car. trunk. Yeah. No, hey. <laughs> right into the boot she goes. So, John, do you also explain to Aveline to meet Sid upstairs? And well, I thought Sid was still waiting with okay, me. Okay, Sid, you're down. Down. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually said to Aveline that we'll go up and back. Okay, great, good plan. All right. Yep. So the two of them are waiting. I guess you're going to wait to make sure she's in, or are you heading up immediately to get started? Well, no, I, I want to wait, and make sure she's make sure she's in the vehicle. Okay. All right. So you, Aveline, are watching John and Catherine take Faye over to this other car um okay john your critical success you're still looking you don't see anything and then far off in the distance you see headlights just a a pair of headlights there's nobody else remember it's almost four in the morning there's hardly any cars out you throw towards us it it just rounded the corner from where the ambulance was and Faye, uh aveline and sid bust up the you know into the hotel they go quickly now the car is at least five six blocks away what's that aveline and sid 
run oh, into. I'm yep, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aveline and Sid run into the hospital, into the uh, hotel. They take off. They go quick. You get into the car with Catherine, and you take off. Now the car was in front of the ambulance. The minute the car takes off, it makes a turn. The ambulance drivers go straight. Looking through the back of your car, breath held in your chest, Catherine holding on to Faye's IV, Sid and Aveline are already inside. Give me a luck roll, John. Don't fail now. Don't fail. Catherine's with him. You want to <laughs> use the Catherine's success? Catherine is with me. Before you roll, do you want to use Catherine's eye? I, th- I thought you used the eye if you fail to get a you re-roll. Can, you can do a re-roll or you can get an automatic success. Catherine uh, Catherine needs it tomorrow. Why? Well, so let's try it. Bef- let's let's roll without it first. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? <laughs> and then we can employ it now. Oh, no. So Which one of the you? ambulance <laughs> is not moving away fast enough. And you you just feel like the car is gonna see that you went you know that these two things are dispersing. Go ahead and roll it again. This is with the you're gonna you're gonna have to use the uh, the roll. This is the eye, right? Yep. And this is this is just as if it's a new fresh roll, yep. right? Absolutely. Uh, oh, balls of heaven! Jesus. I thought I gave him my eye. You did, but you either have you to did. use it as an automatic success. Or a re-roll. Oh my god. And you can't Is that spend... how we've been playing it? Absolutely. And you can't uh. spend luck to make a luck roll. That's why the eye is important in that roll. So all of a sudden... So I can't push it. No. So you're looking out the back window. And then inside the ambulance, Catherine's got her. She's tapping the IV. Faye's going to be okay. Faye's eyes open up. And then you hear from John, oh no. And the car makes the turn. And that's where we'll end for tonight. Uh-oh. It follows behind you. <laughs> it's going to be a chase through the city streets. So we'll do that Bandit next balls. time. Bulls. Thank goodness I'm on. Why? I, t- I tackled a doctor. <laughs> Listen, the hospital, had, by that time, they had already gotten someone over there to keep an eye on it. It's not Mueller himself, it ha- It's but it's... You I know, tackled a doctor for this. <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode. I hope you had a good time with us. I, I hope the players did, too. I want to thank Sid, uh, play, played by Joel, Faye, played by Mel, who also played Natasha and does our editing, Catherine Ross by Lauren, Aveline Hammond, our boxer and pugilist, by Kayla, <laughs> and poor Professor John Schooley, who just needed to have that luck roll tonight so the Mercedes didn't follow the other car. Uh, But that's okay. That makes it a little bit more exciting and a little bit more Pulp Cthulhu. I want to thank you from the Bardic College. And for, uh, for tonight, I'm Raz, and I'm signing off. Thank you, players. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.